Hi everybody, Mike Wardrock from Encounter Church here, and thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. Our prayer is that through this podcast, you could have an encounter with Jesus that will change your life. And now get ready for an inspiring message from our teaching team. exactly where I'm headed. You knew you were headed in a certain direction. You could see the path that you were going to be walking down. You could see the trajectory of your life. And then something happened in a moment or three where everything is different. Everything changes. Everything has shifted. And from that moment on, the trajectory of your life is no longer this way, but it's this way. Or maybe like a little bit this way. Looking back, maybe you can see moments or relationships or who knows, world events uh, that have impacted your current reality. Maybe for you it was when you got your ATAR or your uni offer or halfway through your first semester and you realised you didn't want to be a dentist. Maybe for you, you had learnt in high school that if you hold hands with a boy, you will get pregnant. Um, We've all seen Mean Girls, right? Um, But then when you actually came to a time of having a family and to have three kids before the age of 25, you realised that your plan wasn't going to happen. Maybe for you it was when you were sitting there on a Friday afternoon and you saw a girl as you swiped right that you would like to spend your Friday with. But then it turns out that you'd actually like to spend every single Friday night with her. That wasn't your plan. For me, I feel as though there are rabbit warrens of unlived trajectories of my life. Paths, dreams, hopes, inevitabilities that I never saw happen. That because of moments in my life, my trajectory changed. Sometimes they felt like they were for the worse, but most of the time, the big ones, there were things that happened that changed me from a path of death and destruction to one of life. Now, don't get it twisted. When I say that that moments happen in our life, these trajectory changing moments, I'm not saying that it has to happen in one moment. It, It could be that, but sometimes it's those slow turns in a different direction. It could be you have a car accident and then everything is different. Or it could be you committing to small group every single week. You know, we see this in the lived experience of Paul. St. Paul, formerly known as Saul of Tarsus. I think there's a a good point that if your name changes in the Bible, something probably happened. Your life probably changed along the way. We see this in his story. In Paul's letter to the church in Galatia, as part of the sharing of his testimony to the people, he talks about what his life was like. He talks about the path that he was on. He says this in verse 13. You know what I was like when I followed the Jewish religion, how I violently persecuted God's church. I did my best to destroy it. I was far ahead of my fellow Jews in my zeal for the traditions of my ancestors. Paul is saying this, you know this, guys. I was a really bad dude. Not only did I persecute the church, I violently persecuted the church. Not only did I persecute the church, I was really good at it. 
and I love doing it. He's saying to the the people of, of Galatia, you have to understand becoming this, becoming this follower of Jesus, becoming someone who who wears sandals and walks for miles proclaiming the word of God. That wasn't what I had planned for my life. That wasn't the trajectory I was on. You have to understand. Now, I'm not sure about you, but there are some people in my life or on my social media feeds that when they do something, I go, that makes sense for them. That makes sense for them. I didn't, they weren't doing that, but that makes sense. Uh, recently, we had the, the, the full blood moon or something, um, and so there was someone who was posting about recharging their crystals. And I thought, oh, I didn't know you're into crystals, but that makes sense for you. That was probably the direction you were going down. What Paul is urging the church in Galatia to understand and what we we, we can take note of today is that this new life of Paul didn't track for him. That wasn't the path he was going down. It wasn't the trajectory he was on. Something happened to Paul in a moment and over a period of time. And I think there's two things we can draw from that. Firstly, is that it's not about Paul and it's not about us. It's about God and his marvellous grace. You see, Paul wasn't a good dude, but he wasn't too far away that God couldn't change his life. You see, it wasn't that even there was someone worse than Paul. No, there was no one that could be worse than Paul at the time. He was killing people who wanted to worship God. And God said, no, I have something else in store for you. I have a different path for your life. He was not bad enough that God couldn't extend out his hand and show him love. But Paul wasn't good enough either. He wasn't really into wise decision-making. He didn't, he didn't put himself in a position uh, where he would be good enough to earn the grace of God. Paul did not measure up, but it was only because of the love that God had for him, because of God's marvellous grace. You see, even when Paul is sharing his testimony to the people of Galatia, he doesn't actually talk about what happened. Now, in other parts of Scripture, we, we hear about how God came in a blinding light and a voice from heaven and changed Paul's life. But Paul doesn't talk about that here. He's not interested in sharing with the Galatians this crazy, enticing conversion story. He's not talking about his own experience. He only talks about what God did. Not about how bad he was, not about how good he was, but what God has done. God brought all of his old ways to an end. He put those to death. Paul talks about in his letter to the Corinthians, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, he or she. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. There is something else in store. Some of us here today might need to hear this, that it's actually not about your current situation. It's not about how good you are and it's not about how bad you are. It's not about what happened to you 10 years ago. It's about what God wants to do for you today. You don't have to have a big conversion story. You don't have to have had a moment in in, in a car accident. You don't have to have a moment 
I don't know what else happens to other people. It doesn't have to be this crazy, obviously mine was a car accident. It doesn't have to be this crazy story because it's not about that. It's not even about how you came to God. It's about that you have been brought into a place of salvation with Christ. He is tearing away the scales of your life. And whether or not he does that in one fast swoop or he does it scale by scale, God is doing something in your life. The second point I want to share is that it's not even about the church. Paul, in sharing of his testimony here, is make a point of saying that the revelation that he received about how good God was came directly from God. There was no human source. Even once he had heard from God, he didn't go to the church in Jerusalem. He didn't go talk to his pastors. He didn't have any. But it was only three years later did he actually do that. Now, I think there's a lot of contextual reasoning for why that's important and why he makes a point of saying that, but that's three different sermons. But it was kind of centered around the point that people were accusing Paul of only being the way he was because he was buddies with Peter. He was hanging out with the cool Christian kids. But he wanted to say, no, they didn't woo me. That's not why I'm the way I am. I don't even know them. But we caught up later and we're cool with each other. What I think Paul wants us to know is that it's not about the church. It's not about how we can woo people with our good coffee and our our lights and our music. It's not about that. It's about God. I have read a few, had the the privilege really of reading a few, pre-fruiting a few testimonies before people have um, participated in baptism. And there's just been some times where I've, I've been reading them and I can see, I just I have to read them again. I'm like, there's something missing here. Something missing, what is it? And I read again, oh, you haven't mentioned God. You haven't, you haven't mentioned Jesus. You haven't even mentioned like Yeshua or Yahweh, Alpha or Omega, whatever you wanna call him. He's not really here in this document. But man, they've talked about how good the church is. Men, they've talked about how, how loving and how welcoming and how they found family and friends and purpose in the church. And I'm so conflicted because I'm like, yes, as a pastor, I love that. But then I go, no, they're not meant to find their place in the church. They're meant to find their place in a relationship with God. The truth is the church and this church is not your saviour. We, we don't want to be your saviour because there is one who's already done a far better job than we will ever do. Not only do we not have to try to save you, but God has already done that. He is just asking for you to step into that with open arms just as he is willing to receive you. The gospel for Paul was the revelation that ignited the transformation from persecutor to apostle, from fallen to still quite broken, but heading in a direction for Christ. It was the gospel, the gospel for Paul was the revelation that changed the trajectory of his life. It was the gospel, it was the, the good news. It was Jesus Christ stepping in on behalf of him to take the punishment that he was rightly due. God, the the creator of the universe, offers forgiveness to us all. 
for all of our wrongdoing. He literally plucked Paul from the kingdom of darkness and transferred him into the kingdom of his son, Jesus Christ. And he offers this same good news to me because man, I'm so thankful for that because I need it. And he offers that same good news to you. Church, for once I was lost, but now I am found. You are invited into this. We sang the song, this is my testimony. And the words go like this, I will say them, not sing them. This is my testimony from death to life. Because grace rewrote my story, I'll testify. By Jesus Christ the righteous, by Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. These aren't just words that the people up the front get to sing over us. These aren't words that we just get to muffle behind our really gross masks. But these are words that can come alive to us today. Jesus has rewritten my story. Jesus wants to rewrite your story. Jesus Christ, the righteous. Living the gospel means allowing God to actually change the trajectory of your life. And perhaps today, as I'm talking about which direction are you headed, you're looking down the barrel of your life and you're like, it's frightening. Let's not talk about the future. Let's not talk about what what I'm going to do next year. Let's not even talk about tomorrow. You're looking down your trajectory and and maybe you're filled with fear or uncertainty or or nervousness or, or maybe even just apathy. It doesn't really matter what happens. It's just... Um, what may God wants to meet you here today we're just going to pray we haven't finished yet so don't worry about coming up yet band but we're just going to pray in the middle of the sermon and maybe that's you maybe you want to take a moment here today just to to step into that to declare in, in whatever way you want to that God I want you to change the trajectory of my life I want you to pluck me from the kingdom of darkness or whatever it is that I'm currently facing. And I want to step into the kingdom of your son. Let's just close our eyes for a moment. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, the words of Paul declare that God chose us and has called us by his marvellous grace and that it pleased him to reveal his son. It wasn't a burden, but it pleased you. Lord, we just pray for those who need a fresh revelation of who you are. Lord, we know that you are pleased to reveal yourself to them today. Lord, we pray just a prayer of intercession for those who we know in their life, the trajectory they're on is is one of, of, of destruction. Lord, where they cannot pray, Lord, we pray for them. We ask that you meet them, you meet them where they are. Lord, I believe that as we pray this prayer that there is, that there is people, I don't know who we're praying for, I don't know who your plus one is or, or who came to mind, but you're not going to wait until next week, but you're doing it right now. In Jesus' name, amen. This part of Paul's letter to Galatia doesn't end here. 
Paul doesn't say, I was a bad dude, but then God revealed himself to me. He keeps going for a whole nother few chapters. But in this part, he keeps going on. He doesn't end at the moment of God intervening in his life. He doesn't end on the moment that God changed everything. He says this in, in verse 16. Then it pleased him to reveal his son to me so that I would proclaim. So that I would proclaim. When this happened, a whole bunch of stuff that you can read because it's on the screen. I went away. Paul did something. He didn't just receive this moment and be like, wow, my life can be so much better now. He did something with that. It doesn't end on the trajectory changing moment. It doesn't end on the point of salvation and it doesn't for you either. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. In Peter, it says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. So many of us can get stuck at this point of salvation. They keep coming back to the altar every time a salvation prayer is asked for. Now, don't get me wrong, of all the parts of faith to get stuck on, the salvation part is probably okay. Like, that's a good part to get stuck on. But there's a reason that our flavour of church only believes in one baptism, is that because you have been forgiven, now go. Walk with the Spirit of God in every single day and probably into your Mondays. God has called you into something more, into something greater. You actually get to walk that path. You get to live that life with God. For Paul, the sharing of his past, the the sharing of the transforming power of the gospel was so that the church, the Christians, would understand why he was doing what he was doing. He was sharing his calling with them. Jesus Christ turned Paul's world completely upside down and turned him into an instrument and and a tool of God's reconciling grace so that he may go and proclaim the hope to the hopeless. The fruit, the end goal of this work for Paul can be summed up in the last verse of this passage. And they praise God because of me. Again, don't get it twisted. This line isn't Paul getting him puffed out saying, wow, look, I preached a really good sermon. And now there's all these salvations. Look at them all. He wasn't trying to puff himself up. He was saying, you don't understand. God has changed my heart so much that I don't even care that I get the glory for this because God does. Because it's not about me saving lives. It's about the fact that these people now understand that there is a God who loves them. The gospel so personal, so intimate, that so spoke so deeply to Paul in his heart, did such a work that it was no longer about him. Living the gospel means allowing God to change the trajectory of your life. But living the gospel also means walking in that trajectory. So where are you now going? The band can come back up if they like. So where are you now going? What is the trajectory of your life? If you are someone who has invited Jesus into your life to do a transforming work, then perhaps the Holy Spirit may be inviting you today to consider where are you going? Not based on on how many times you've been to church this week. Not based on who you've been 
solely, solely positioned and postured from the fact that God has saved you and God loves you. To consider where you are going from the perspective that you are a new creation in Christ, that the old has gone, the scales are falling away. What are you doing now? As you consider this, this may mean realigning yourself to this truth. This may mean making slight adjustments in in how you organize your day or how early you wake up in the mornings. This may mean inviting the Spirit of God to come and intervene once more, to give you a fresh revelation of the trajectory of your life. If you are someone who's maybe been journeying with either the church or people of faith or, or, or perhaps God for a while, then the Holy Spirit might be inviting you today to take stock, to reflect on your life that you have lived so far and to perhaps make note of of the transformation you've already gone on, the moments where you've changed direction for whatever reason that has been. Maybe if you're really creative or just a little bit creative, you might draw out a timeline and just... And just invite God to to draw things to your mind. This may lead you to praying for healing of things that have happened. This may lead you to praying for redemption or forgiveness. But this might also lead you to praying and worshipping and praising God for how he has done such a work in your life, perhaps even before you knew who he was. Living the gospel means sharing the gospel. Church, God is not done with you. He has not intervened in your life and said, now go fly little butterfly. You are free to do whatever you like. As God continues to soften all of your rough and spiky edges, as he tries to help you tear down the walls that you build up every day, as he renovates your heart, read the book, He compels us to share our testimony. You do not have to wait until you reach the end of your journey, the end of your trajectory. You do not have to wait until you are, you got it all sorted and you're perfect because I I tell you, you're going to be waiting a really long time and you might miss your chance. Our community, the people of Prospect, your neighbours throughout Adelaide or wherever you are, They don't need to hear from perfect people. They just need to hear from you. They just need to hear about what God has done for you. The work God has done, despite how good or bad we may have been. So church, let's just start inviting people over for cups of tea. It doesn't have to be complicated because it's about what God has done and what we are. Let us pray. Thanks so much for listening. I pray that you were able to hear from God in a fresh way today. We would love to hear from our listeners. To connect with us or to financially support the work of Encounter, 
please jump on our website, encounteradelaide.com.au. And if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to jump onto iTunes, Spotify, or your podcast provider and give us a rating and review. Or share this message on your social media accounts and tag us at Encounter Adelaide. God bless. Have an amazing week.